What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Fabulous Filipino Podcast. Uh, I am Dante Bosco. I am Dionisio Bosco. And I am Darian Bosco. Yes, this is the Fabulous Filipino Podcast. It's uh, the Bosco Brothers here talking about all things Filipino, where we've been, where we are, where we're going. Special guests this week. Everybody, I want, I'd like you to... To uh, welcome our our little brother, collectively our little brother, y'all. Yes, sir. AJ yes, Raphael. Sir. Raphael. Welcome, AJ Raphael. Yo, what's up, Bosco Brothers? Fabulous Filipino podcast. Thanks for having me on. Yo, Dion's Dion rocking the t-shirt. Love. You get the t-shirt right Man. now. FabulousFilipinoBros.com. Get that t-shirt. Get that t-shirt. We did a collaboration with my company, Kuyate, which I'm rocking today. Yeah, I need to get some Kuyate, too. Get some Yeah, I should send you guys more stuff. My bad. There's a lot going on. Look, we welcome AJ Raphael to the podcast. Um, like, thank you, bro, for coming in. Look, there's a lot to talk about. We're just hanging out. There's like a, a weekly hangout for the brothers to talk about Filipino things. We go way back for people that join us and may not know who AJ Raphael is. I don't even got this prepared. I'm just going to go off the cuff. AJ yes. is uh, a pioneer of the Filipino community, especially in new media, one of the OG YouTubers in the space and repped us hard, kind of bringing – Filipinos into people's phones and computers in the early 2000s and mm. uh, is a singer, songwriter, actor, uh, new homeowner, musical composer, composer, recent yeah. homeowner, um, and new married red. man. Uh, yes. <laughs> all man. the above. Anything you want to add to the to the resume age? <laughs> No, I I scored uh, the fabulous Filipino Brothers movie. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. yes. You wanted to ask you about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure we'll get into that, but you know, I met uh, I met the Bosco Brothers actually before, and the Bosco fan before I met Dante um, on his own at a Glendale charity concert. What? That's right. Alex oh, that's Theater. right for that's right. the yeah, for the hurricane relief for the hurricane that's right. or was that's it right. the typhoon, typhoon Haiyan or something like that? Typhoon, yep. Yeah, yes. and uh, yeah. Leia Salongo was at that show. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, obviously, a big fan of all you guys. But I was, I was like, oh, where's Dante, right? And then I end up meeting him uh, at at UC <laughs> UCLA. Oh, when you guys oh, yeah. did uh, oh, when the Grease oh, Project, that, uh, yeah. we all yeah, did. I Dar was it. there. It won't be, it it won't be mentioned. No, oh, Dion, I wasn't no, there. I, I actually I was you. there because no, I was doing a play good. on campus the same day, but that's why I wasn't in the piece. Did you say what's up? I to did. Us? I came through. Oh, that's right. Okay, in that's between right. rehearsals. Right. Yeah. Shout, yeah. Shout out to Giselle Tonji who directed Greek Panoi Grease project. Panoi Grease. Don't look Pinoy it up on YouTube. But don't look it up. Don't look it up. We can talk about. Don't look it up. You can hear a rapping Danny Zuko. But it brought us together. It brought us together. And so it's crazy. How long ago was that? Yep, How long was, ago was that? I know exactly when that was. It was February uh, 13th because it's the day before Valentine's Day, 2011. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. And um, yeah, so I had written this song called Red Roses that day because right. there was this girl there who I was like, dang, she's very cute. I didn't get to ask her name or anything, but I introduced myself and um, I got her name by the end of it, but I wrote the song Red Roses that night, which in the chorus it says, I wish I would have asked you to be my Valentine because Valentine's was the next day. Oh, wow. And, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. So I always, mm -hmm. I'm very thankful for that day, not just for that reason, but then I got close to Dante, you know, got close mm -hmm. to Ariana, Dar, you were there, mm -hmm. Leslie uh, Huff. Yeah. Was there. Mm -hmm. Leslie <laughs> Huff. Shout uh -huh. out to Leslie, Leslie Huff. And Huff. Yeah, Dion, right. Even though you weren't in it, you were there. Um, and then 
Mm -hmm. uh, Michael Copon was there. Yeah, my, White Mike was there too. Yeah. Shout out to <laughs> Mike Copon. Shout out to Mike yeah, Copon. Yeah. Um, so I'm just, Mike. you know, I'm very thankful again for it that specific time. So when I celebrate Red Rose's anniversary, I always also celebrate my anniversary with Dante. Dance oh, right on. That's true. What, yeah, that day. So. And for, like, again, there's a, tons of AJ Raphael fans out there. You guys understand the importance of the White Roses album. Red Roses. The community with, I mean, sorry. <laughs> Red Roses. White Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. Can you preface you know, that? It's love. Mike Cope on showed us, shared us some things that were growing up. Oh Any, yeah, no, uh, oh, my bad. My, yeah, that's that, Red, yeah, he's a homie. Yeah, so that's just, just that, that we were. Yeah, that's just. I, you were at a convention, mean, and he no. actually told the story about people calling him that. Yeah, he's he's yeah. It's just a yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, but Red Roses, love, love Mike. I'm saying. You know. Red Rose is, is for people that uh, are not AJ Raphael fans or don't, or don't know how important the Red Rose's album is in the Filipino community, YouTube community. It's like an all time classic song, uh, just whole album and song. Uh, and I, I can't believe that we were at the beginning of it. I, I mean, I know we, I know because we've talked right, about that's before, crazy that, that we were yeah. a part of this. Uh, you the, were. The, 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 I, the I genesis of, of like that your album. seminal work for uh, this far, you know? That's crazy. That's yeah. true. I do look at it as if, and and this is both a positive and negative thing where I see it as kind of, you know, for me at least, that's my like Mona Lisa, right? So I'm mm -hmm, like, that's mm -hmm. my masterpiece. But it also stops me from being like, uh, am I ever going to write anything better? You know sure. what I mean? So sure. that's, we all go that's through that as artists. Do. We all Dude, go through I did root for you at 15, dog. Like, I mean, <laughs> come on. That's just more art. Artistry, I think we all have that feeling, and I don't know if it's imposter syndrome or it's uh, our own insecurities. Well, yeah. You just got to battle through it. I mean, I, yeah, that's the life of all an artist. Of, I, I think it's us as artists, but it's it's a life thing too, as well. You know what I mean? Like many people think they peaked at high school. They could be artists, they could be athletes, they could be whatever. Yeah. But it's just that. Yeah, every interesting perspective. Has that. Exactly, everybody has it. You know, and and a success cuts both ways that way. You know what I mean? as far as your own psyche and, and, and am I going to reach that again? Am I going to, uh, you know, that that's there. It's, it's real. You know, you're a, a young man, AJ constantly. You are working. totally young. So I, you I got so much ahead of you've you. You've done other great things. I know you've done great things since, and I know you have more. Great I things believe your score I don't, I, for fabulous. I think it's, I think it's a personal fantastic. <laughs> There's a half Absolutely. song on fabulous Filipino brothers soundtrack that needs to be extended and get the full mix on that. You was yeah. Doing. That's funny. It's called um, Crazy or something. Yeah. And uh, y'all just needed a filler in between when you are going home to the hotel with Selene. Mm -hmm. You needed some music in between that, right? And you wrote a song. Or kind of, so you sound like you wrote a song, but it wasn't yeah, a song. I, did, I wrote a, an intro of a song. Right. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. I never finished it. But yeah, if y'all go watch the movie again. It's like I'm crazy for you. I'm crazy. Yeah, and that was. Let's get into. Was that just inspired by what you were watching on the screen? Like, how was your creative process? Was it different from what you do normally than what you were doing when you were composing? Than when you just write a regular song? How did that go? I love that because I'm sure it's different for many different projects. But since this was my first, you know, movie, and it was pretty much a locked picture. I actually liked that because then I had um, parameters to work within. Right. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we're talking about like the the hen scene, 
or, or the the fighting rooster rooster mm-hmm. scene, and you know it's like you got to build into it knocking out eventually, and the grandma sure. coming in and stuff. So I had timing to write my music to, which was really cool. So an example for that song, yes, I'm watching what's happening before. You know, Dante is falling back in love with this girl he used to hook up with and stuff. So yeah, it was fun to just be like, to come up with lyrics, I'm crazy about you, which is very simple. But it was cool that the work inspired my work, like the the movie inspired my work opposed to like me choosing something I already wrote and then just trying to plug it in. You know and the sound yeah. had like a throwback. What I loved about that little, that little, you know, uh, music note right there is like it was like a throwback because it's like you, uh, someone falling in love with like someone from high school and it had that like kind of throwback feel to it. Yeah, too. yeah. And it sounded like a song you knew in high school, but like uh, it was. So backstory on that, I wrote the, the dialogue, some of the dialogue of them coming back, and I mentioned, oh, cool. I mentioned like, oh yeah, remember we used to listen to Jodeci, we used to listen to Boys to Men, and we used to listen to all these things, and then we're like, yo, that's great. We can't reference that because we're not going to play the music. We don't have the money for it. Yeah, it's like we didn't. Yeah. It's it an independent film. Yeah. We had no money for any of that stuff. AJ came and saved us. Another music cue I want to talk about in the film. And I, I and after this, I want to go back and start the beginning of the AJ Raphael story because I think people got to sure. understand where yeah, you yeah. came from. But uh, we're just talking about Fabulous Filipino Brothers, the movie right now. Um, the when you did the Filipino music. The, you did you did Filipino music during the the rooster scene, which was super dope. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like Filipino yeah. instrumentation. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was like I mean when I watch it every time, it just with the grandmas there, it just yeah. It there's certain things when working with like a Filipino composer on a Filipino film that the shorthand was like right, whether it be Filipino music or R and B or it was like it was like le- le- less than a sentence of communication and like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, age ago. I got that. I, I, I know what you mean. That's cool. I love that you brought that one up too, because, um, and how Filipino it was, because I actually took a lot from just like listening to a lot of Tinikling music growing mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. you know, being in debuts and stuff like, you'll hear that in the grandma theme. Yes. I'm going, change it a little bit. So flipped it a touch. Yeah. Flipped it, flipped it for sure. Um, but I wanted to give it that super classic folk feeling, you know, that mm. Filipino feeling. And it, it, it totally there. And the grandma's there and the rooster. And it's like, oh, we, I, it was totally You're the in, right yeah. exact sound that I wanted to hear right there. Yeah. And amazing. then for, and that brings up also the Tagalog song that I wrote. Yes. When, when Dion's scene comes in with all the food, because the, the, you know, the family party really mm-hmm. inspired that song. That's another song you need to finish. Is you have a full song for that? Because that sounds like a song. <laughs> I know. Again, I have the stems on. I'm staring at the computer that I bought for scoring this movie because my <laughs> laptop would not Zoom with you guys. This is during the pandemic. Zoom yeah, we had to do it all. Playing music. Yeah. I was like, F it. I'm just going to buy a new computer that can handle all of this stuff. So, you know, I'm thankful for that time. Um, but yeah, I wrote a Tagalog song. You know, I was taking lyrics as well from different songs, um, different Tagalog songs, so I could get the translation right. And then I ended up asking my mom if all of that made sense. And then, oh, cool. So that that's what you hear at the end. But that's not a song that is out either. It's just part of a song. Yeah, you got to finish that song yeah. also. Yeah. So okay, let's okay, let's take it to the beginning of the Asia Raphael story. Like I said, there's there's a lot of people that are fans that know you and know your whole story. There's a lot of people just coming on right now. So how did it begin? Because you, 
you, especially for your generation, are one of the uh, biggest, most well-known Filipino um, personalities or figures within the community, within the creative arts community, not just for being, being a singer, but being for a community builder, for just being like kind of like now you're like the kuya to a whole new generation of 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 singers and artists. So creative, it starts where where are you from? You're from LA, outside of the IE, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it all started in the IE. Yes, outside and of LA. How did you get to you the YouTube thing? Because it wasn't even. Well, tell us about the, the start of your musical journey too. Yeah, I I started. I played piano age of five. You know, my mom says I was two and a half. I remember being five. My dad also teaches. <laughs> two and a half is young as hell. <laughs> I know. I'm like, mom, are you sure? You're, are you just being, you know, a proud? Yeah, my, mother? my son is the yeah. best. She's like he came out the womb and <laughs> he was son. playing. He was playing chopsticks on the piano like instantly. But you know what? I mean, to some extent, I'm sure that I at least showed interest at that time because you know my dad was a musician. He had multiple yeah. keyboards around the house. So if she remembers seeing me at two and a half playing piano, that's yeah, maybe I was messing around with a bunch of different keyboards. So I believe it. Um, and you know, my dad was teaching me for a little bit, but as you know, parents who try to teach their kids stuff, know that yeah. doesn't last very long. You have to get yeah. an actual teacher. Right. You know? Um, so I got a classical teacher, uh, for like five years. Um, and then, you know, when I turned 10, my dad passed away. So right. it, it just all like my whole world flips upside down. I, I'm still taking lessons. Actually, I remember, but the main thing that changed the course of my life is that I had to take over as a pianist for his church at 10 years old. Oh, wow, at 10. 10 years old, you were good mm. enough to, you were good mm. enough to play in church mm. <laughs> in front of people you don't know at 10. That when I see 10 year olds now, I always, I, I, I think about their, father passing and them having to take over maybe their job the dad's job and i'm like that is way too young for somebody to be doing mm -hmm. that you know were you a prodigy not, it's not to gas myself up at all it's to be like wow i had a lot put on me and you, you stepped know, up yeah uh, mm -hmm. and i had to step up for my family i'm the only you know quote unquote man of the family right you know i grew up with all with my three with my two sisters you know Three actually counting my older half sister, yeah, three sisters, um, and then my mom working nights. You know, so I'm like, you know, taking care of the the girls, and and mm -hmm. then I have to play piano on Sundays, but I also have to be at rehearsal. You know, on Fridays, and so my mom and I split ten, his job. Ten years old. Ten years old. That's when did you start leading? So the not. Well, yeah, yeah. I my mom took over as the conductor. Okay. And then I was mm. the just the pianist, so we teamed up essentially. It's mm. a lot, of, but I mean, you have that. We have that in common with you because mm. we were. I mean, I personally was we ten when we moved to L.A. Actually. And before yeah. ten, we were break dancing right. in public, battling people, and then got hired and we danced for the Forty ers and Oakland A's, Oakland and San Francisco, San Francisco Ballet, Ballet Company. company. So and we were we, ten. Yeah. And yep. people go like, yeah. "Were you guys prodigies?" I'm like, "I don't think so. We were just out there. I definitely wasn't doing yeah. it." <laughs> But Word. I'm looking at 10-year-olds now, and I'm going, are they – can they do this? Yo, they're doing amazing and, and moves. We yeah. can't, I can't break dance like a 10-year-old these days. So That's true, too. Yeah, it, it only gets better per generation. Like, but, you know – well, That's I get, a lot to put on a 10-year-old. It's yeah, a lot to put on a 10-year-old. It is. I, I mean, yeah, so I was 10 – I mean, I played at his funeral. So that's mm. where it is like – Ooh, you know, that's heavy, mm, boy. Mm. That's where it's like, okay, we need a pianist for this song. I'm like, oh, no one else? It was just my dad who did this? All right, cool. I'm, I'll step mm -hmm. up. 
and you know, I watched his cover band throughout the years. And so I, I also fell in love with like pop music, a lot of pop cover yeah. band type wedding stuff. Hold on a second. Quick, quick side note. We're all Filipinos. So we all grew up playing the piano, uh, taking lessons and not doing great <laughs> yes. at it. You liked it. You were good. You were good at all the scales and doing all the sitting down forever. Like it felt like a chore. I mean, and I'm taking harmonica lessons right now. So I'm back to doing yeah. my scales and I'm like, damn, yeah. I used to hate this as a kid. Were you in I, it to it? Yeah, truly. I, I was, I was hating it for a long time. <laughs> and mm. my, you know, I was being forced to t continue to take lessons, you know? Um, and even when my dad was alive, like I hated rehearsing cause he, he was, he obviously was a pianist too. So he'd always check mm. to, if I memorized mm -hmm. the piece for the next right. lesson, you know what I mean? So it was like almost like double. And, um, I know, you know, a, a big part of me is like, I'm so glad that they pushed me because I'm sure. a really good yeah. pianist. You know what I mean? Yeah. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I am happy, mm -hmm. but yeah, well, I, I feel you. I'm sure we felt the same exact hatred for specifically <laughs> rehearsing and practicing but you got through it and now you're an amazing pianist and amazing this is what you do for a living i don't know it's your job now it's your career it's your life yeah so when did you start to jump over and do your own and do pop music and do stuff like that when did yeah that yeah start so happening? yeah 10 10 years old playing for the church for a while and then 14 mm -hmm. years old my uncle buys me my uncle and auntie they buy me my first guitar so I experienced mm. something totally different musically. I oh, wow. end up, you know, listening to a lot more like emo rock, Simple Plan, mm -hmm. and John Mayer, Jason Mraz. I'm trying to learn their songs. So it yeah. opened mm -hmm. up a whole Look at AJ's world. hairdos and looks in those days. <laughs> if you Google it online, Guys, you'll see swag. a lot of different things going on. <laughs> Y'all grew up in a different time, so you never got through <laughs> to the emo never. phase. No, we were, no, we were all no. hip-hop, high-top fades yeah, and craziness yeah, like that. hip-hop. Era. You got, yeah. you went through another we, thing. Scene. Yeah, it was called a scene, right? Like when we straighten our hair and stuff, like scene. Different colors. Uh. Um, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's quite funny to look at, to look at literally. It's very funny. But also, you know, when you think about the music that was popular during that time, it, you can hear it in my music now where it's like, it's not pure R&B, my music. Mm. It, there's mm -hmm. a lot of rock influence. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot mm -hmm. of like different melodic stuff. Um, and, and I, I, I don't even, I don't call myself an R&B singer at all, but it's cause I had such like a, you're Filipino. Like, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I have like maybe the Filipino timbre <laughs> you know, of my tone, but no, like my influences were a lot of like rock, you know, emo, uh, emo, emo music. I dig so. that stuff too, man. I do. Mm. Yeah. Dion's closer to your age. Dion came to us like, yeah. you have, there's this yeah, band yeah. called Green Day. We're like, shut up, dude. You listen to Jodeci. <laughs> he said, but Green but Day. Green Day, Dookie, man. You got to hear this. Just get so out of here. Age, age, when's the first time that you could remember like seeing YouTube or seeing the internet and saying that that's something that I could put my stuff out and this is maybe something I could do or something? Yeah, how did you see it? What, what, what was it to you? Yeah, it was MySpace for sure at It first. was MySpace, okay. MySpace. Um, and... It, top also, bef before a time, top eight, before, top eight, a time, top eight. before a time where you could upload music, you had to um, put in like a JavaScript code for like a real player plugin. Yeah, I remember hit, that. You know, mm -hmm. there's little buttons mm -hmm. that said play mm -hmm. and stop. And uh, I was like, hey, everyone listen to my no new song here. But that came because my mom had bought me like, this $1,000 recorder. That what? You could, 
hook up your instruments to and you have to burn straight on CD when you're recording and stuff. Wow. And uh, I figured out how to, you know, do my own song. I played drums on my keyboard and then played guitar and uh, put it all together. And then I put my first track on my MySpace. What and song was it? It was a song called House San Diego Poly. And, House um, San Diego Poly. What is that? Yeah. What year? What year is this about? <laughs> You remember this the year? 2004. 2004. 2004. How San this, Diego yeah, Poly. Be, because the chorus is literally in that song. Uh, and it, the date <laughs> is that song. It goes, um, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> June 7, 2004. It's your happy sweet 16. And it's just me on the guitar time. It's this girl named Polly. Nice. Be happy, yeah. Don't be so sad. Because I'll always be right here. Yeah, literally, it's it's a song about this girl who lived in San Diego. And I think you guys remember this time because, you know, Internet's coming through mm-hmm. webcams. That you have to buy the plastic mm-hmm. webcams. Right. Um, yeah. And there was this. A website called Find a Picks or Rate a Picks, and I was just like, it's kind of like a hot or not. Oh, it's like hot or not, hot or not. Yeah, you just yeah. rate. And I, you know, met this girl on there. I was fourteen. I was <laughs> AJ's 14 years music old. is so inspired by the women he yeah, meets throughout right. his life. It's, it's that's just yeah. you're a true, you're a true, but never met her musician. Yeah. In person, we we ended up meeting after that song. After I I put that song on the internet, and people at my school in my high school. They started knowing the lyrics to the song and stuff. They're like, AJ, this is dope, man. I started burning CDs for everyone. I had Damn. Arby, my best friend. Shout out to Arbizzle. Arbizzle. Yeah, he, he's about to have a kid Ooh. in 10 weeks. Oh, I can't and believe it. I can't it's believe wild. it. It's wild. It's wild. But we, we had CDs in our fanny packs and money. And we would just pass out CDs for five bucks and he'd give change Damn. and stuff. One song? One song? Uh, two short songs. By then I had a couple, okay. I had okay. a couple <laughs> of songs. I'm like, one song? That's a single? Five, five dollars single? Yeah. Come on, a five no, dollars no, no. single? It was like seven songs. Oh, right on. My That's first we, we We stamped you know, each CD and if I sold 10, I would buy RB in and out as, you know, <laughs> as my present nice. to him. Nice. Um, but yeah, during that time, it started getting, you know, popular within my own friends on MySpace. How many mm-hmm. plays are we talking about? How many plays are we talking about on MySpace? Because I remember the, 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 there was a count on plays. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. So probably around this time, it's like at 10,000 plays. Oh, I'm just your solo joint. But that's just real player yeah. stats. So I can yeah. tell. Right. When MySpace music came about, started uploading my other music, there's a song called Starlit Nights that's on Red Roses. Amazing That song. I had before, mm-hmm. you know, before the Red Roses version. I put that up there. A song called Showstopper. Um, by the end of the MySpace run, which is later, like 2012, I ended up I ended up having 81 million plays total. Wow. What? And no I remember, pays for streams in those days. No pays. No for pays streams? for streams. No and pays I remember for streams. I went to Berkeley College of Music right before that 2009, and you know this whole YouTube MySpace thing. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but yeah, no, cool. all that to say that you know one of the professors, I was like, hey, what do I do? I got 80 million plays on my MySpace. He's like, you should crash the award shows when you live back in LA. I'm like, what? okay. All that to say is that they didn't even know what to do, what to say to me. Well, yeah, it's they brand no new. About it's, it was so new. It was such a new thing. They had no yeah. clue how to and I, yeah. And I'm capitalize on advice. it. Exactly. And he's like, uh, yeah, just continue to live in LA and try to attend the workshops. <laughs> like, what the Okay. Thanks. Thank thanks, you, man. professor. <laughs> thanks for that. Anyway, but to rewind, I found out that there was a, freaking website that you could upload videos on and put on your myspace happened to be youtube for free where you upload 
I uploaded, you know, just like this on a laptop, me playing music and then uploading it straight to a website and then embedding it into my MySpace because I just wanted everyone to go to my MySpace. So right. Cross promoting before cross promoting was right. a thing. A thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that that I mean, that's when I discovered, which was in 2006, the power of video attached to the music. Mm. And ever since then, you know, I feel like I am, I'm kind of married to video and audio versions of, of my music. It's like really? people know me for my music, but it's also like, it comes with, yeah, man, I A grew visual. up on your YouTube videos, you know what mm. I mean? Mm -hmm. On the videos. Mm -hmm. So I always feel like that's such an important part of my journey is discovering video to accompany my music. So your first video dropped on YouTube what year? Uh, September 10, 2006, which is uh, wow. my wife Alyssa's birthday. Wow. So it's hey. wow. two, two celebrations mm. in one. So your fans, I mean, there's fans like your wife, but other people in that generation, there are fans now that you have that have grown up from kids to full-on adults on your music. Yes. And I, I only say that because I've seen it and I've seen people talk to you about it. Right. And like when I met you, which was over 10 years ago now, you were kind of like a kid coming up. And so yes. now seeing you as like a, a, a vet and other kids could be, you know, talking about you, it's really bad. How do you feel about all that? How do you feel about a generation growing up? Tito AJ. Yeah, just <laughs> I get so mad when people say Tito. I'm like, just call me Kuya. I got that last name. I got Dion that got last name. Tito. Dion I was got... like, no. Kuya, maybe. Hey, Dion and, got caught an uncle in Hawaii one time. He was like, they're trying to jump off some rock. And hey, they, uncle, hey, uncle, you going to go? You want to go first, like, uncle? Who you talking yeah, to? like, damn, you calling me uncle right now? Oh, yeah, exactly, man, exactly. Uncle White Man Rock. Dion's like, this fool called me uncle I said, no, go ahead, nephew. <laughs> I mean, you you're play, you played a dad in the oh absolutely movie, right? so, oh yeah my my kids are getting played, older and older. Jules is dad. Jules is twenty nine years old. He didn't play it. He didn't play a dad in a film with Jules. He this played Jules' dad. dad. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like shout out to Jules Aurora. Shout out to Jules Aurora. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. Um, I just played a show last week in Pittsburgh, and these are college kids, so you know they're twenty one and uh ish right 18 to 21 and yeah someone literally said oh my god we were obsessed with your music me and my friend were like seven years old and i'm thinking like how crazy that is that you know i wasn't i don't market to kids but i kind of stay like i i like to be cool with all the generations like mm -hmm. i love when titas come up to me and they're like i love your music you know what i mean at the at the same with the same energy as a seven-year-old or like an eighteen-year-old. Sure, you, know you have that I mean? Disney so, appeal. Yeah. I, I, you know, generation sure. across generation. Yeah, yeah. I kept family-friendly, you know, in in a way, and not not to, you know, belittle literally anyone who does anything else. It's just like that's just how I was, you know. I I wanted to carry my my music is that I wanted to touch all generations. I always thought about my own aunties and stuff, you yeah, know, sure. enjoying my music. Sure. They always got that. Yeah on repeat and no. stuff so yeah, totally. it's authentic but you're naturally that I mean, kind of person that's too. who you are yeah for sure speaking yeah, yeah. of touring have, have you ever toured the philippines um yes uh, we did a southeast asia tour for red roses that mm. you know it was a huge how did success that go yeah tour. it, oh, it was it was they received you well as a sold out every venue there. yep amazing it, it was insane indonesia if mm. if not that was probably the loudest i've ever 
been in a room. It was Hard really? Rock Cafe. Really? Jakarta. I felt like. Wow. And was it Indonesians in there or Filipinos in there? Yeah. Was it, or all both? Indonesians. Indonesians. All Indonesians. Wow. Yeah. And I, I, I do remember this too because they, you know, they obviously look Filipino and stuff and the, mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the meet and greets afterwards, you're meeting them and they're like, Indonesians are so proud of you, AJ. And like, wow, I'm not even, you know, I'm obviously yeah. not Indonesian, but I'm right. also not like specifically reaching out to the Indonesian community. Sure. But there's just something about, you know. But they in, see yeah, themselves exactly. in you. The, I, you know, obviously, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So when I, when I was on City, how did, it feel, how did it feel just going going back home as a Phil Lamb going to Southeast Asia? You know, that that first time and like, you know, being accepted by Asia. You know, a lot of people don't people think Asians all we all get along all the time. Like, there's a big distinction between Phil Lamb, yeah, yeah. or I, Asian I feel, Americans and Asians in Asia. There's a bigger distinction than people outside the community may or may not know. Sure. I mean, we. At the end of the day, the reason why we chose the route we took, which was through KL, Singapore, um, and then uh, Indonesia and the Philippines, was because on my YouTube, you could see the demographics, you know, ah, you right. see uh-huh, percentages uh-huh, uh-huh. of, and there was a good amount there, you know, more than a couple thousand people were at least were subscribed in those states. So we're like, yeah, we could eat, we could fill like a seven, 800 capacity room, you know, in Philippines, we did two nights of a 500 cap room, you know, right. Wow. Um, yeah, so this is right after Red Roses was out the end of that year, 2011. Um, and yeah, yeah, definitely one, still one of the best tours of my life. I know that's like 12 years ago now, but I, I still remember it because, again, it was very loud. I had a big encore every night. For the mm. Philippines one, this was the first time Gary V, Gary Valenciano, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and his wife and Jericho Rosales were all in the audience. Oh, right oh wow. And uh, th- yeah, they got invited through. Me and Gab like made friends online and stuff. So they yes. they all came through. Mm-hmm. They were sat right in the middle, and I remember just playing my music. And when everyone's singing along to Juice Box and She Was Mine, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I remember Tito Gary, as I call him. He's just looking around like, "What that? Like, where did this guy come from?" Type thing, you <laughs> yeah. know? Because it was that's how we were in Glendale when we first met you. That's how we were in Glendale when we first met you too. We were like, "Who is this AJ dude?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly then. the same. Well, we exactly were like that with Gary Vee because we're American too. So we didn't know. We went well, to Gary Vee. Sure. Like, I don't know. Gary Vee is like sure. the Michael Jackson of, of the Philippines. And so he's yes. a super mega star in the Philippines. So seeing a Phil Am kid come yeah. in rocking it and people singing his song must have been a little bit eye opening for him. And I love, I love that about everything I do. I love surprising people because, mm. you know, I'm not like a traditional. I mean, we all know we're not, you know, the mestiza looking. Mm-hmm people right. in the Philippines who would be famous right. out there, right? We've talked about this. Yes, the Where, reality. Yeah, yes. of course, of course. We, yeah, we've talked about There's this. There's a look of the, uh, the, the the majority of stars and personalities in the Philippines, Manila, the Philippines, are mixed Filipinos, mestizos, mestizos. Sure. And so exactly. we're all full Filipino, like we're brown right. skin, which, I mean, we should talk, we can talk about, I mean, the mentality of the country, which is still to this day is very colonized. You so, said white Mike earlier, Dar. Well, I, I know, but that reference was was. I'm just all, joking. You know, I'm just that, joking. I mean, that thing. all comes from you know why it all comes from the yeah exactly a colonized mindset. A colonized exactly. mindset. Exactly. Where where lightness equals beauty, and they have mm-hmm. all these ads for soap lightning, the soap and the lightning, and and people are trying to this aesthetic of the Western beauty is is heavily is steeped standard, in yeah. our country, and that's our country. But 
So I mean, all of us, thing. all of us, like you said, we're all brown skinned Filipino ass Filipinos, and we're proud of that. I mean, believe yeah. me, like I'll we, tell, we I'll love, say that. love you guys. I, I'll you tell you the saying? crazy thing, um, and me and AJ talked about this, is you know, like us, the Bosco brothers, AJ Raphael, we're we're some of the most popular Filipinos in America as Phil Lambs that people think of us as like the the you know the the successful Phil Lambs. When in reality, if we went back to the Philippines. We probably wouldn't have the careers we have. Yeah, we, we're not what we they're looking for. We're, we're not I mean, exactly. we've talked about that. And it's like a weird thing. We're like, and nothing against the Mestizo Mestizo. We they're all friends. There's love Mestizos. for every all they're of them. Yeah, friends. of course, of course. Um, but it's it's just an ironic thing where it's like we are the Filipinos here. Like the, you guys are the Filipinos, and then we go back to the Philippines and we're like, the majority of people on screen and on the music don't really look like us. Yeah, like and, Bruno Mars would not if he started in the Philippines. I mean, talent sure. supersedes talent, yes. of course, right? For sure. But, but at the end of the day, yeah, it's what you're being fed on the on the screen and whatnot. But which is also why I love the Valencianos too, because they're very Filipino. Yeah, absolutely. You know absolutely. what I mean? So and not, like, it is, not like it doesn't happen. It's just not the majority. Of, it's just not how. Yeah, it's just, the, yeah, exactly. The, the overwhelming mindset is of that nature. Yeah. Of, I mean, and le- let me say this too, is that they are 100% Filipino, as Filipino. Yes, 100%. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They are, absolutely. Right? They're because more they Filipino than, I mean, they're Pinoy, Pinoy, Pinay, Pinay, <laughs> for sure. But also, yeah, because of their blood. Like, you know, you can't, yeah. yes, you might be more mestiza passing. Maybe you're more white skin and stuff. But if you grew up Filipino, proud of your culture, there's yep. nothing yeah. that makes you. Nothing on that. Of course. I know no one is saying that. But also, yes, it does sometimes when you we look at ourselves and we're like, shoot, we're brown Filipinos. You know what I mean? We may not look like, like when I got put on the show out there, this was for promo for the tour, ASAP, mm-hmm. you know, that's yeah. their big variety show every Sunday. I totally, like I was getting makeup, you know, they're kind of lighting my face a little bit. I'm like, dude, I don't <laughs> fit in here, man. Like, you know, I'm wearing a suit and stuff and they made me sing She's Out of My Life by Michael Jackson with wow. Gary V. Really? And oh, I wow. said, Pretty that's cool. not even my style of, it was, it was fine, but I was just like, well, can I play a piano at least, you know, cause that's, sure. that's what I do. Sure. And they said yes until the very day of, and they're like, Hey, we scrapped the piano. I'm like, okay, cool. Now I have to just sing this as if I'm one of you guys, you know, like one of those right. Filipinos. They were just singers. making an artista. Sure, sure, they were sure. trying I mean, to make me an artista. Sure. I'm like, dude, that's not me. But Gary but, V knew me and he knew my music and he was like, yeah. this guy is legit. You know what I mean? Yeah. He makes good music. I mean, part of the thing is too, like, I think that's important for us, like this whole bridging the gap of what you're trying to do, Dante, and we're trying to do with our film and and what you do with your music and our faces being there because the majority of the country is not that. Do you know what I'm saying? So for us, our images to be there and our movie to do well there, your music to do that well there, our faces to be there, it could give the masses of the people who look more like us that self-love and that that because you're taught when you're seeing those images, you're taught to think you're not beautiful. You know what I'm saying? So it's important yeah. that our images are there. You know what I mean? Not that we're like, we need to go and tell that country how to be. It's our country too. I mean, no, but, yeah, absolutely. but it's just about self-love and just knowing, you know, there's, that's not the vision of beauty that you need to subscribe to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you feel me? We're, you know, we're a colonized country and Filipinos from Spaniards and, and now we live in America and we all, you know, when we know America is like when you're a little more white, it's a little more accepted, the, the, the beauty. Well, that's worldwide. Yeah. I mean, the you beauty, know. you know, the beauty standard is against a, a white or Euro, a European face as opposed to an African face or a, a, a Asian face. You know what I'm saying? So yes. uh, 
I think we all, you know, we're, we're, we're all trying to grow through this and trying to like see beauty through other things and value that's not just Eurocentric. Um, yeah, but I think that's it's like very a, cool that, absolutely. I mean, you know, I think it's representation when the way everyone fights for it and that's all you hear in the interviews when an Asian get cast in something like, yeah, I didn't see someone who looked like me, et cetera. Like as, as kind of overplayed it is to us because we, we preach to the choir, you know what I mean? Sure. But sure. it's very exactly as what you said, Dar. It's just like it's very important for someone to grow up to look at a face and be like, "Oh yeah, that's cool." Like, hey, they got a Filipino nose. That's mm -hmm. that's right. amazing. I was taught not to love my nose. The no we could kid. do a whole show on the Filipino nose because the <laughs> right. Filipino right. nose. And I got it, you guys. <laughs> yeah. I have right. it. Right. We all have it to varying degrees. Yeah. Yeah. I have it more than I, I have it more than most of you. All of you mugs for sure. But I'm proud of it, you know. But not when you were young. I mean, not when you were young. No, like, tell me this. Grandpa was like, oh, my grandfather, first immigration, first first generation immigrant, he used to be like, you know, always tell me. Yeah, it's the bridge. bridge. You know, I mean, all pinch these. Pinch your bridge. Pinch your bridge. You're going to get a bridge. Pinch your top of your nose right. every day. Right. Yeah, what? That's, that's yeah. the thing. That's all that embedded. with not being in the sun too much, so you don't get too. I mean, it's all, it's all, it's but all. But the nose, the nose is big. The nose is right in the middle of your face. That nose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. But it's beautiful, man. Like, it's, beautiful, it's beautiful, man. Strong. It's beautiful. It's it's strong and beautiful. And, and I remember having a, a a half white, half Filipino friend. Um, she was a girl I had a crush on when we were middle school and stuff. But she mm -hmm. definitely got her Filipino side. No, and I was just like, I loved it so much. You know what I mean? I was just yeah. like, you're a freaking white, but you have a Filipino nose. Like that, <laughs> that's, that was beauty to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I'm like, right. Whereas if you have a mystique, I want to hear that like, song. I hope they I get the white song. nose. You wrote, you wrote a song you know about her. I know you did. <laughs> Is there a song about her? <laughs> did I? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think so. Yeah. Again, that song that I wrote, How San Diego, How San Diego Paula, she was Filipino. I just ran into her at Disney California. Wow. Um, and she was with her kids and she shoots engagement photos and wedding photos. So she offered to That's shoot amazing. Brian and Alyssa's, mm. you know, so crazy. Mm. But yeah, she was also a mestiza, but looked more Filipino. Um, but yeah, that was in high school, bro. When I wrote that 14 is 14 high school. Yeah. 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 I was like a freshman. Life a freshman is crazy. Sophomore. Mm. Life is crazy, man. And I think that I'm very proud to be part of representation for, for whoever listened to my music, but specifically for, you know, the Filipino Southeast Asian looking mm. people who mm. are like, who look at me and is like, Oh my gosh, I can play music like him, you know? Cause I, the reason, one of the reasons I put my first song on YouTube was because I saw David Choi, who's a Korean American. Mm. Shout out to David Choi. And mm. he just did, a, he had a video, it was in sepia tone and he played a song called that girl, which is a song he wrote. He just played it acoustic. And it was a really good song. And I was like, that is not a white guy playing this song. That is an Asian dude playing this song. So I felt empowered to record myself to mm. do that. So oh. everyone who does this, including us, including you guys being in all the damn shows, movies, and the commercials that you guys are in, anytime anyone sees that, especially our own family, right? Like we see it with Derek's kids. Like that's yeah, freaking yeah. amazing. Ariana's kids, they're mm -hmm. doing the same thing. I mean, it's it's more important than than people I think realize because it carries with you through life. We all remember the the points moment when we sure you know Saw felt ourselves. represented, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and 
I mean, before we let you go, I want you to talk a little, just a little bit on just the Filipino music scene, because you put me on some musicians and some cats that I was not known before I met you going to your show, seeing Jesse play his whole situation. Yeah. Seeing, uh, I mean, Jules Aurora, all these other, I mean, you're such a, uh, just a community builder where you're bringing in other Filipino artists and putting on um, this whole scene of, of, of what Filipino music has been for the last 10 years. And, and where do you think it's going? Yeah. I mean, I felt like with our, uh, so 2008, 2012 was very big for, you know, me, J.R. Aquino, Gay Bondock, mm-hmm. Jeremy Gay Passion, yes. Jesse Barrera, who was part mm-hmm. of an emo band. They're more a little progressive rock uh, called My American Heart, where it was a uh, Filipino lead singer as well. So that's how I knew Jesse off his um, pure volume. You remember that website? Like you, those names you said are your generation. They that is Filipino music in America for the last <laughs> yeah. ten years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for for Philams for sure, and yeah, for Filipinos abroad too. Because when they listen to this music, they're like, "Oh, these guys are Filipino too. That's amazing." So yeah, I felt like that was a really strong community, and a, and a lot of other people too, like you know Joseph Vincent, uh, yeah, etc. And and then through the years, you know, I always felt like, man, I gotta keep evolving with the game you know that's why I, you know i i stayed active on instagram i stayed that's why i have a tiktok you know i i have 700 something thousand followers plus on tiktok because i felt like i needed to continue what i did on youtube and bring it on there because i know a new generation's on there you know what right. i mean i think mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. and and this is nothing uh no no shade or anything but like gabe jeremy and all them they're doing music, which and they have families, and they're just doing music, which is awesome, and just staying, you know, on their on their um, certain platforms. So they're mm-hmm. legends. They're, yeah. they're legends, legends in their own yeah. in their own way. I always felt like, man, I got to keep chasing that next generation to keep. Legends and you've been putting people on Andrew right. Sapin, not, yeah, not just Andrew Sapin. Like like you, there's always like young artists coming to you and like you you helping and like just giving them a, a pathway to of, of what to do or like you know yes. or building community. I love, I love collaborating, building community, and I sometimes do wish I took that route where I'm just like, let me just do music for my family and just chill and do that because as you guys know, the community stuff gets overbearing a little bit and yeah you you it's important but it gets overbearing and it takes away from your own thing you know we did our thing we on the eighth for a long time and we're like you know wanting to network everybody and we're like man when is it going to be time for us to focus we have to do another episode and talk about we on the eighth in and of itself yeah i think that's the time and what that meant and and everything but yeah so it's a long journey of hey let me look out for all these artists you know uh, in the beginning, I did a ton of videos with Tori Kelly, you know, before mm-hmm. she blew up. You helped up. launch Tori yeah. Kelly's career. Let's say, can I say that? She degree? said it. She said it to me. Oh, she said yeah, it? She okay. said it publicly. She's like, she said it. We were at seventh year Red Rose anniversary. She said, AJ, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. And that meant a lot to me because I pour a lot into whoever sure. I collaborate with. You know what I mean? And I, mm. you know, I love accompanying them and helping them make videos and putting them on my channel because, you know, at the time when I have you know, a couple hundred thousand followers on YouTube. I'm like, hey, let's make a video on my channel. Because no, you. To- yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, no, no. Go- no to you. AJ, no put to me, you. AJ put me on, on social media, yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, put Dante and- on, on my YouTube channel. We did we the... Hot collab, hot collab, that poem, the poetry a col- collab. The poem. Yeah, with yeah. your sister too. My sister you know also. I mean? At some point though, uh, 
when it comes to evolving and stuff, you do got to watch out for yourself. So, hey, look, I know that, you know, this is, I am not even making this announcement till later, but this all leads me to say I'm going on tour in September what? and that, you know, all the details. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll come out eventually. Yep. Yep. And those who are listening to this will know, but nice. it's, it's definitely exclusive, but you know, um, again, it all just comes back to music. Cause as you said, you know, I've been doing acting stuff and, and all this stuff, but music is what, what my family started me with, what got it's me to passion you too. guys, what yes. it's, it's my, my main passion, even though I love doing everything else, I love auditioning. I love doing the acting thing just like you guys. Um, but music will always have a big place in my heart. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Full circle. Full yeah, circle. September tour coming up and, September. and the Filipino music scene. What, how do you feel about it? What's your feeling in the future? Is it, I love, good? um, I'm, I'm, I, I would love to shout out 88 rising because I wish we had something like yeah. that growing up. Mm, and mm, mm. you know, the thing that me gave JR, Jeremy and Jesse, all of them didn't get to have back in the day were like, you know, big brands, big companies spending mm -hmm. money on us, right. you know, mm -hmm. sponsorship to, to take care of our studio time, et cetera. And I, I love that. Um, there's opportunities, uh, for, for kids now these young people I'll, I'll shout out one filipino artist his name is kyle simps uh he just asked me to be on a remix uh so check him out on instagram i'm gonna record a track with him soon my boy ryan ryanime from quest put me on he's a shout young to kid ryanime. Shout to and quest he's doing crew. like r&b you know um music but he you know he he said he's looked up to me since i was since he was a kid so um yeah i i think i'm i'm happy for the filipino music scene it, it's more than just saying that Hey, Bruno is half Filipino, more than Vanessa is half Rodrigo. Filipino, you yeah, know what right. I mean? There's actual, Olivia yeah, which Rodrigo. is amazing. And I think, come on, all the props to them. Yes, all, Olivia getting all those amazing. damn Grammys, that's amazing for the Filipinos. But there are also, um, you know, a lot of Filipinos on, on social media still. Grant, uh, Grant Perez as well as one of them. Um, mm. do, Alona Garcia doing, doing Alona. the thing. So, yeah. yeah. So we, we got, this, it's, the future's bright for Filipino music. Obviously, AJ's now one of the godfathers and vets of the Filipino yeah, music scene. Thank you so much for uh, joining us for our conversation. We for can talk sure. for hours. There's so much more yes, to talk can. about. AJ, you got to come back right, on because there's so much more to talk about within the community and the creative space. And we're just going to keep this going. You guys, you can watch Fabulous Filipino Brothers, the movie scored by AJ Raphael. You can buy a so, t-shirt still. Um, thank you so much, on AJ. Hulu. On Hulu. Yeah. On Hulu. Yeah, yeah. Go, go on Hulu and then... Um, also, we need we should do a a commentary. Oh a commentary yeah, we got to do the commentary. Yeah, we, we can do a watch party with people live for sure, for sure. We could yeah. do like a Filipino party, just watch party, all of us in there talking and just seeing what what, what we can tell tell about the movies behind sure. the scenes stuff. Yeah, let's let's do that. I'd love to do one, you know, talking about that process. And and thank you guys again for trusting me with that. I had a showing for all my friends, you know, last year for my birthday. That was fun, man. So amazing. Uh, Much love. Yeah. Thank you guys. I'm, I'm literally hopping to a, another meeting after this about the tour. Yeah. But Dion, Dar, Dante, you know, I got, I got so much love for you guys. I had Dar's birthday in my calendar last hey. week. Like, it's like, it's, it's on there. We're fam, year, dude. We're know. fam. You, you, you I love, love, you, love you, bro. Fam, thank you love for you, joining, Thanks for joining us. On. And thank you, everybody out there, for joining the conversation. We'll see you guys next week. This is the Fabulous Filipino Brothers. Well, just the Fabulous Filipino Podcast. Thank y'all. Peace. Thanks, guys. <laughs>